Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Monday Morning Assist is brought to you by Coach Unplugged and the great people over at teachhoops.com for basketball coaches who want to get better. Here is our host, Eric Shirk. This is Eric Shirk, bringing you the Monday Morning Assist. On this episode, Shaq calls it feet work. Brought to you by the great people at teachhoops.com for basketball coaches who want to get better. Winning resources, videos, one-on-one mentoring, private forums, and so much more. Check out teachhoops.com today. Now, for today's episode, with quite the funny title, Shaq Calls It Feet Work. We're going to be talking about the hidden world of footwork and the game of basketball, both mastery and ineptness, and everything in between. And I think it's hilarious, as one of my favorite shows on TV is the... uh, Inside the NBA program on TNT whenever they broadcast. And of course the uh, the pregame halftime show uh, along with it. And whenever Shaquille O'Neal spots anybody who has tremendous footwork, usually big men because of course he's a big man himself, one of the best ever. But uh, he always says like like a child, like a little kid with a little bit of giggle in his and his tone, and he says, feet work, feet work. And he says, uh, many a times he's told the story uh, that him and former Bulls assistant, legendary Bulls assistant, Tex Winters, uh, used to work on feet work, as it were. Uh, of course, footwork for the rest of us. And how the older, or I should say elder statesman, uh, Tex Winters, showed Shaquille how further, how much further his game could be elevated to if he could master the hidden art of footwork, which is something that in every sport a lot of people take for granted, especially people that are uh, naturally blessed with talent. You know, that's such a fundamental thing, and the fundamentals are 
often quite boring and tedious, uh, just like we talked about in the uh, Sun Tzu audio blog uh, about going through all the when-tos and how-tos and all the situational stuff. So we're going to discuss the hidden world of footwork, both the mastery and the ineptness and everything in between. And there's uh, great examples of, of all of these. Now, the next time that you record a basketball game at, at any level, NBA, college, high school, um, I still say record. I, I still have a VCR. I'm pretty old school. But uh, I don't even know if, if the term DVR, is that even still a thing? Uh, I'm living in the past, but uh, that's, where I, that's where I do my best work. So the next time you record a game or DVR a game or whatever it's called now, I would recommend starting from the beginning and going as long as you can go, whether it's a five-minute stretch or a full quarter, a full half, whatever, and only watching the floor and maybe that first 10 inches above the floor, just watching everybody's feet. Um, of course, most importantly, the ball handler on uh, on both sides of the uh, of the. Uh, of the half court stripe and really try to navigate what they're seeing and then how they are in turn um, getting from point A to point B through what they're seeing and deciding what works best for them. Uh, to me, it's fascinating when you do that, when you go back and watch a tape, watch film, digital, whatever it may be, and you're only watching the footwork side, you're watching that hidden world of footwork, because let's face it, how many fans talk about footwork? How many analysts other than Shaq or a few people really get into that? You know, it, it's kind of uh, out of sight, out of mind. But the thing that fascinates me the most is the, the placement of every dribble in unison with the placement of each step and the rhythm that goes with it. And I'm telling you, it's a rhythm. And when somebody masters that rhythm, somebody like uh, Allen Iverson, even somebody that you wouldn't expect it as much as a, a ball handler, more of a just an all-time great, but somebody like Kobe Bryant, uh, it's one thing to have the ball on a string. You know, that's hand-eye. But when your handles are in tune with your, your footwork, or for Shaquille, of course, feet work, uh, when your handles are in tune with your feet, at that point, you really can't be guarded. It's only a case of can you be rerouted or slowed down. And watching this unfold, I like to take notes on everything. Um, it, it's really fascinating. Now, here's the hard part. How do you translate this to your players? How do you have this conversation with your team and say, well, guys, gals, today we're going to talk about footwork. Oh, I can only imagine the uh, the peanut gallery on that one saying, well, has coach lost his mind? Well, that's up to us. That's up to you. That's up to all the coaches at every level, as I always say, to try to make it fun, try to make it interesting as best as possible. But when you can really get your players tuned into this to the point where they're interested and they want to make the change 
they want to take that step. I'm telling you, once they start to get it, it changes everything. Now, I'll give you a little background. I don't want to ramble here, but uh, for me, I'm 38 years old and uh, looking back quite a ways, I remember the, uh, the local court right up the street. We still pretty much stay in the same area. Uh, right over at City Hall, we had a, uh, one single court. And uh, it was, for the most part, street ball at its finest. You know, uh, great mix of people. Uh, you know, somewhat of a rough crowd at times. Uh, definitely certain players that you would not want to mess with on or off the court. Um, got along with just about everybody and for the most part everybody uh, coexisted in peace and there was a lot to be learned at that court just like there is at everybody's first experience uh, playing ball at their, their local court, their local gym, whatever it may be and I remember one day guy shows up on a motorcycle in full black leathers the whole deal uh, greased back hair I mean at the time at guy probably had to be his early 30s and um, he came up and he asked he said hey do you mind if I shoot with you and I said no that's fine I don't mind at all although on the inside I was thinking to myself well, what's this guy's story this guy can't be a baller well I was wrong he drained the first three or four jumpers and I could tell right away he had the rhythm and flow and uh, he just happened to be a, a biker you know you, you love what you love and it wasn't too long, maybe two or three times uh, after that I continued to see him once he found out where the court was. I think he had just moved into town. And uh, he just came out and said it one day. He said, you know what? You're pretty good. You got great handles. Your vision, your vision's uh, pretty good as well. And I can tell you love to pass, and I do, and I always have. So I'm thinking it's, uh, you know, it's a sunshine parade. And then he says, and I'll never forget it, he says, your footwork sucks. And I looked and I, you know, I was a little offended. I can't remember how old I was. I was like, probably like, say like 13, 14, um, maybe a little younger. He said, your footwork sucks. And I said, what's footwork? What do you mean? And I don't, I'm not worried about my feet. They take care of themselves. He, he laughed and he said, boy, if you give me a couple of, couple of trips here I'll change your whole game and you'll never forget it and boy he was right and he showed me slow motion and we're going to get to this which is how you translate it from concept on film or in speech to your players actually take it to the court and he took me through a slow motion step-by-step -step drill process and saying forget about playing a game today you don't need to play a game today. You're going to learn something. And he would do that um, the next three or four times that he came by the court. And uh, he would say, let's start at the elbow or let's start at the three-point line. And I want you to tell me, every time I tell you to stop, I want you to tell me what was the last dribble you took, what hand was it with. And with that last dribble, if that was your right hand, I want you to tell me what was your last step you took, left or right as well and get that in tune. What was your last step? It was a left. Well, what was your last dribble? It was a right. Usually goes hand in hand. Uh, you know, pretty much falls in line, but not always. Now, 
that was the basics of it, pretty much the ABCs, you know, left foot down, right-handed dribble, right foot down, left-handed dribble, or is the ball staying in one hand on the left, one hand on the right, and then the fun starts and gets it more to the, to the next level of it is when you're making a transfer to pass or a gather to take a layup or to stop and pop and take a shot. And he would ask me again, what was your last dribble? What was your last footstep? Uh, did you take that layup off your left or off your right foot? With that, was it with your left hand or your right hand? And everything was a test. Now, I failed miserably answering these questions because I got really confused. And eventually I got to the point where I said, you know what, man, I don't, I don't really need this. How many times have you heard a young person say that? Oh, we don't need math. When are we going to need math? When are we going to need footwork? Well, I was just the same. And uh, it turns out he was right on point. And he encouraged me to stick with it, and I did. And what it did was, make a long story short, because I apologize for that, it opened up the whole left side of my game. Because everything I did was on my strong side, my right side. And by him introducing the concept, the hidden world of footwork to me, it just opened up the whole other half of my game, the whole other half of my body. And um, it can do the same for every player. It's just one of those things that you got you to gotta take the class and you got to pass it. You can't skip it. There's no way around it. You just, you just got to do it. And so we're getting close to the conclusion here, and I don't want to go on too long. But uh, those slow motion, step-by-step -step drills, um, walkthroughs, walkabouts, most importantly dealing with how you start and how you finish. What's your first natural step from a stop? That's number one. What's your first natural step from a stop? Because we all do things instinctually. We just don't always realize it. Uh, I used to always tell players that I coach, the little guys, um, when I would be teaching them the basics of how to dribble. And I would tell them, or I would ask them, what's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? And they would say, oh, brush my teeth, uh, go to the bathroom, get something to eat. And I said, no, before that. And they couldn't figure it out. I said, well, God willing, the first thing you should do when you wake up in the morning is breathe. Obviously, when you're sleeping, you're not thinking about it. But once you wake up, that breathing should kick in or guess what? You're not waking up. Well, they say, well, we don't, we don't think about that. We don't think about breathing. That's, and I said, exactly. That's the whole point about dribbling and ball handling. It should be instinctual. It should be something you don't have to think about. It should just happen. That doesn't happen overnight. You've got to work to get it to that point. It's the same thing with footwork. It should be just like breathing. It's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning, you breathe. So with that first natural step from from a, from a stop position, now you go into your point A to point B rhythm. Uh, what, what are your feet doing in unison with your hands and vice versa? And then last but not least, the third step is trying to tie it all together with the finish. Do you finish naturally? Is it awkward? Are you a one-foot jumper, a two-foot jumper? You put all these things together, but the most important part about it is slow slow motion you're not worried if you're if you're I don't it's, it's hard to explain but 
you don't want anybody to ever get in a habit of traveling. But for for this specific point, you're not worried about when the when there's an explanation uh, being given. You're not worried too much about okay, take a dribble right here. Now pick it up and let me and let's discuss it. Take another dribble, pick it up. You're not worried about traveling and double dribbling. It should just be slow motion. Forget about scrimmaging or playing a game for the next 10, 20 minutes, whatever it is. Just grin and bear it and focus. Now, the last part that I want to talk about is the right foot, wrong foot concept. And pretty much this. Jumping off your right foot is whatever's natural. So most right-handers jump off their left foot. If they're a one-footed jumper, most left-handers jump off their right foot if they're a one-footed jumper. Now, if you reverse your foot to match your strong hand, that's called a wrong foot. And that's something I really started noticing in Manu Ginobili many, many years ago. And the first time I, I really discovered how good he was at wrong-footing people, that's another thing that changed my game as a player. And I would say that two best players that I would recommend looking back on on YouTube, uh, I don't know how many is going to be in the searches under wrong foot, but you can just definitely watch their clips, is Manu Ginobili and Steve Nash, who I feel are just innovators at wrong-footing their defender and ruining the timing of defense. Because as a defender, even if you don't realize it, you're instinctually waiting for that left foot to hit the ground and the right hand to go up for a layup. But if that left foot hits the ground and the left hand goes up along with it, uh, excuse me, left foot hits the ground, I'm not sure if I said it or not, but if the left foot hits the ground and the defender's waiting for your right hand and you go up with the left hand, now you've wrong-footed him because it doesn't match. Left foot equals naturally in most cases left foot equals right hand and right foot equals left hand so if you do the opposite it can really get confusing so it's something to really work with with your players is the concept of jumping off your right foot or your natural foot and finishing as opposed to jumping off your wrong foot and finishing your unnatural uh, foot and seeing how far you can take that um, combined with the rhythm and flow of footwork it's really incredible so to finish up Call them out. Once the team gets comfortable with the concept, have them work on it each and every practice through individual breakdowns. And then call them out. Call them out one by one. I'll give you an example. Uh, you'll call out to the team. All right, finishing, finishing. We're working on finishing right now. Right foot, left hand. You call it out, they finish off the right foot and lay it up with the left hand. No matter who's lefty, who's righty, just start calling them out. All right, finishing again left foot right hand and then go to wrong foot and then you go okay uh, starting starting um, left foot dribble first step right whatever it is call it out call them out call them out over and over and over and over again get it to the point where as I say many of these audio blocks it becomes second nature just like I told the little guys about about dribbling it should be like breathing it's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning God willing, you take a breath and you start breathing. But you don't think about it because it's instinctual. It's natural. And that's what all this should be, in basketball and any sport. So to close it out, call them out. Get them interested. Just make it as interesting as you possibly can and call them out. And I'm telling you, it becomes such a fascinating science, this hidden world of footwork 
or thanks to Shaquille O'Neal feet work. I really think your players will be grateful that you brought it up. Whatever, whatever you do, at whatever level it may be, they're going to look back and say, man, coach changed our lives with that, with that feet work, footwork conversation. And uh, it really does open up the whole other half of your body. It, it basically, it pretty much opens up your whole game. It becomes a whole whole nother level, a whole nother world. And it's, it, it, it's, really a, it's really a blast once you get the hang of it and you, you get to that point where you, you start enjoying uh, diving further into it and saying, well, what else, can I, what else can I add to this? How else can I accentuate what I already know? And you want to learn more. And uh, it just gets better and better. So, as always, I'm Eric Shirk, bringing you the Monday Morning Assist. And I really hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. And don't forget to check out teachhoops.com. Thanks for listening to Monday Morning Assist, brought to you by Coach Unplugged and the great people at teachhoops.com for basketball coaches who want to get better. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show and leave a review. Have a great start to your week. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.